Previously on RPS. What happened was for the first time in my life, I cannot scream and yell at my spirit. Eh? Hey guys, it's Shirley. I really enjoyed the way you guys talked about my story and analyzed it. Uh, and even though it was my own story, right, it still sends shivers up my spine listening to the episode. Uh, some of my friends even told me that the last story they freaked out and um, they've never heard anything like that too. Oh yeah, and by the way, Tim was right about how I saw the cow head, horse face, the new Toma. I mean, uh, someone else actually told me it was because of my religion. So probably if, uh, I think different religions probably might just see different things. And also recently something just happened to me again. And I'll tell you guys about it soon. If the lady aborted the kid, the kid might want to cling on to the mother and to be with the mother in this life. Once the streaming begins, the screaming will too. This is RPS. Radio Paranormal Singapore. Hello, and welcome back to RPS. My name is Tim O, and as always, I'm joined by veteran paranormal investigator E.T. In each episode, we describe, discuss, and dissect your paranormal encounters and experiences. Big thanks for submitting them, by the way. And if you have any more of your own, or you've heard of some others, you can reach us on Facebook at Radio Paranormal Singapore or email. Our address is radioparanormalsingapore at gmail.com. We're also available on WhatsApp and Telegram, and you can find out the number on our Facebook page. Just one more thing before we get into the heebie-jeebies. If you enjoy this podcast, the easiest way to help us grow is to give us a five-star rating and a fair review on whatever platform you're listening from. And of course, be sure to introduce Radio Paranormal Singapore to your friends. Thank you. And with that, it's on to the show. Our first story was submitted by Eugene Au. Narrating it will be E.T. himself. This happened a few years ago when I was a teenager and my mom organized a trip to Hainan Island. When we arrived at the first hotel, we followed our usual custom and knocked on the door and said, Sorry, excuse me, we're coming in. The first hotel we stayed in felt safe. As we needed to go somewhere else, we had to change hotels. When I arrived at the second hotel, I needed to help my mom with checking in first before going up to my room. I was sharing the room with my mother's friend. As I reached my room, my mother's friend went in first and I followed on in. But I noticed that he didn't knock on the door before entering. As soon as I entered the room, I felt a cool breeze and I noticed a smell. I comforted myself that it would be a very cooling night to sleep in. And the smell was caused probably the staff didn't clean the room properly. But somehow, I had this gut feel that it was something supernatural in nature. After freshening up, I took off my top and I laid on the bed, just chilling. Moments later, my whole back felt very itchy. I went to the mirror and checked myself. I saw that there were red marks all over my back. I immediately called reception and told them about how they've not cleaned the sheets properly and now I have red marks all over my back and it was itching like hell. The staff then brought some medicine over to our room and gave me the medicine so I could soothe the itch. 
After that, strange things started to occur, one after another. It was quite late in the evening, I was preparing to go to bed. I went to the toilet and did my usual pre-sleep routine, came out and proceeded to my bed. I forgot whether I closed the toilet door or not. Moments later, my mother's friend had to use the toilet, but he discovered that the toilet door was locked. He asked me if I locked the door and I said, no. He tried the door again, but it still wouldn't budge. Once again, we called reception to tell them about our locked toilet door, and they arranged for the staff to come up and assist us with the door. When the technician was fixing the door, he said that this has never happened before, and after five minutes, he still couldn't get the toilet door to open. He then told us to pack our luggages, and he would ask reception to arrange for us to go to another room. As he was saying that to us, he was still trying to get the door open. All of a sudden, the door opened on its own accord. Seeing that the faulty door was fixed, the technician left. My mom's friend then went to the toilet to do his stuff, and I didn't think much of it, and I went to bed. In the middle of the night, I got up to use the toilet. When I was done, I was heading back to my bed. Then, I heard the laughter of children, and it sounded like they were running up and down the corridor. I was wondering to myself, how could there be children's laughter and running sounds at this time? Feeling scared, I ran back to my bed and tried my very best to sleep. But somehow, I couldn't sleep the whole night. I felt this sense of oppression overwhelming me and that something or someone was looking at me the whole night. All right, now before we examine Eugene's encounter, I had a few follow-up questions, so I gave him a call. The door lock, right? When you said the bathroom door, it got locked, mm-hmm. right? Now, is it mm-hmm. the kind that can actually be locked and then the door is closed? Or can it only be locked if someone is in the bathroom? Uh, you only can lock it when someone is in the bathroom. Because you know, like the- a lot of times, right? We have those doorknob locks, right? Where I can actually just press and then just close the door behind me and then it will lock. Yes, something like that. Okay, so it could actually have been accidentally locked by somebody and then he walked out. I mean, that's possible lah, because okay. Because as far as I can remember, we never go and do that. So that's the thing. Right. Okay. Okay. Now I want to talk to you about the the smell. Okay. Because when you said you actually walked into the hotel room, right? You said you felt a breeze. And that was why I asked you, were the windows open? Was the aircon on? Because sometimes if they leave the the windows open or the switch on the aircon, right? Then you will feel feel some air movement. But you said the windows were shut and the aircon was off, right? Yes. Can you describe what the smell was? I can't really describe lah, but I, I mean the smell to me it smells like like a moldy smell like like the room had like hasn't been used for like a very long time lah. It smells mm. this way to me. Okay, tell me about the hotel. Do you remember uh, what the name of this hotel was? I can't remember because okay. this was. Was it a very this, old hotel? When I went there, it's quite old. But the hotel, as far as I remember, it, it, it looks quite nice lah. But you do you think you went into a room that no one had been staying in for a very long time? I doubt so lah. I don't okay. think so. 
because according to the tour guide that is quite a popular hotel now mm-hmm. also um, when you went in was the room clean or? the bed sheets were done yeah, yes, obviously yes. when we talk about smell right maybe somebody left rubbish in the waste paper basket or something like that yes it's, it's quite clean as far as I can remember the because we I did went around to you know to do the necessary things uh, so here and there I the rubbish was in clear everything was quite well done and just coming back to the smell I mean like I know it's been a long time since uh, since you were there it wasn't a smelly garbage rotting kind of smell like. it was just a mouldy smell is it? something like that I, I mean I can't really remember what's the smell but it's just that it doesn't smell nice la. okay that's right, right. Yeah, yeah. I can tell okay now I want to talk to you about the marks right you said you had an itchy feeling you know you guys felt itchy when you were sleeping you guys uh, were sleeping without your shirts on right and then you felt itchy sleeping on the bed now was it just one person who got that or did all of you because you were staying in the room with somebody right two person two person both of yes. you had the itchy feeling is it yeah both when of you, us when you went to the uh, concierge or the receptionist right and they gave you some medicine right did the marks go away because he's in our bag I, I, I can't remember they went away la. so after the guy brought some medicine to us we just mm. apply and we actually just put our shirt on so ah uh, okay but did you still yeah. feel itchy that night did you still feel itchy it's still kind of later but, but I mean it's a lot better than okay. the first uh, before alright and then the next day the next day did you feel itchy anymore the next morning you woke up you were okay already yeah okay okay I also want to ask you when you went into the hotel when you when you checked in first and foremost were you tired when you checked in what time did you check in after dinner you checked in quite late lah, huh? yeah lah. okay alright well, do you remember what the weather was like at Hainan because I've never been to Hainan before was it very hot was it very very cold is it like winter like that i think it was quite sunny at the time point what we go okay so it's, it's hot like summer or something like that right yeah because my my, my mother brought his father over there so we try not to go at too cold time or else, mm. you know they wouldn't get okay. to stand it like. okay and when you went there were there a lot of guests because you said your tour guide said it was a very popular hotel but do you remember seeing a lot of people in the hotel not that i can recall uh. okay because i'm just wondering yeah, about i don't think so there is the laughter of the children and all that i was just wondering whether there were a lot of families living in in the hotel at that time let's say if it's from other room i can clearly tell but you know if we run in the lobby or something you know it will make a quite a loud sound right mm. it's that kind of sound is come coming back and forward like like it was just outside your door like that lah yes yes okay do, do you think that it could have come from a corridor above you or below you no i'm pretty sure it's just outside my door did you tell the receptionist the next day about that i mean i try not to say anything over there like, because i know okay they are around. and and the second thing i wanted to ask you was that night because when you were in that room it was just you and your friend right or your cousin mm-hmm. you know the rest of your family that was there were they also on that same floor as well or were they on a different floor uh some was in the same floor somewhere different okay now those who are on the same floor do you know if they also experienced anything weird as well I don't think so they didn't tell you that they heard any anybody running or anything like that either no I don't think so Radio Paranormal Singapore presents CSI Critical Supernatural Investigation Okay, so let's start off with, uh, I guess, where all 
the mystery occurred mm. um, and that was the second hotel room that he he went to so I remember he said he, he helped his mom to her room first before he went to his room the first thing he noticed this smell and a cool breeze so right. I think like with most hotel rooms sometimes because maybe the place is humid mm. sometimes maybe you know the door has been left open so condensation at the aircon you need uh, water drip down on, onto the carpet and stuff could have caused that musky smell mm. because he said there was this smell like you know like it was damp or old or something and, and I think that means musky I've been to a couple of hotels even the better ones sometimes mm. they do have this musky smell and you can't help that because condensation humidity mm. and maybe mold inside the aircon could have caused this smell Okay. And the other thing for the cool breeze, okay, there was no mention whether the hotel room, but I I, I believe it's a nice resort kind of island. Because remember, I, I did ask him, were the windows shut? And he said the windows were all closed. So where could that breeze have come from? Okay, there's two places that I thought of. One is if there was a balcony. Because being like in a resort place, most likely there will be a balcony. So sometimes, you know, the balcony door looks like it's closed by slightly ajar. And you have that, you know, that, that wheezing kind of sound. Either that or sometimes the toilet door because of the exhaust fan. Even the exhaust fan is on or off. The vent. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, you know, there might be this small little air outlet. So when you open the door and if it's a strong breeze, there will at least be some sort of cool breeze going into the room and, and that is probably what he felt. Mm. Um, then again, in paranormal research, many a times where they say that if there's no breeze and then you suddenly feel a cold gust of air going through your body, Hmm. it's most likely an entity that she walking past your body. Wow, or walking through you, is exactly. it? Exactly, yeah. Yep. So, but for me, I, I just feel because I travel quite a bit and sometimes hmm. I do feel that cool breeze when you just open the door and that, that's because sometimes there's these small little gaps that you don't really see or feel. Sometimes the windows or the balcony, especially if it's, that's why I asked if it's a balcony door, there's a very high chance that that is the thing because those balcony doors the doors are usually very heavy and the latch is one massive kind of latch mm. you don't latch it properly that there's a small gap chances are cool breeze might have just gone through that okay okay and then next the itchy stuff right so i it happened to me before right so you go you go in a hotel you go to a resort the first thing you do go wash your face go pangjo take off your top and then just lie flat like making some snow angels on the bed and then I cannot before I felt this while of this prickly bites no. What lice? Uh? Do you think it's lice? Bit bugs. I cannot bit bugs. So my whole back was red right. and swollen. Hmm. All over and itching like hell. I don't know what kind of dirty hotel rooms you're going to, bro. Because <laughs> I travel a lot. I travel a I'm lot. I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure. I hope you're traveling alone. No, there was another time. Okay, this is not even related to the story, but there was another time uh, I went diving. So diving, obviously, you're half naked most of the time. Uh, the top half, that is. Mm-hmm. And then I was just leaning on, on the bed, checking the, the photos I took for my dive. What my whole arm was pain you know what the hell it was not what this is red ants it's a whole oh. whole bunch of red ants on the bed mm. and I just got immediately stung by them okay I say stung okay. not bite because there's multiple bites lah. what lao eh any, okay anyway back to the story so you think it was probably a hygiene issue or something like that he actually got a rash rather than some hantu decided to mess with him I would think so because when he called reception they kind of knew what medication to give him so most likely mm. it was a calamine lotion or something to soothe the itch yeah, yeah, yeah. so after he put you know he put that on and then notice after that he said they were clothed all the way yeah then again that being said I think if it's a massive bed bug issue right yeah. even though he put a top right he was still gonna bite lah 
So I'm not sure. I re- really think it's bed bugs. Mm. But after that, he doesn't gonna bite anymore. So. I, I can't explain that part. He says he doesn't know whether the marks disappeared. He just didn't feel them anymore. Uh, maybe so the maybe cal- lotion numbed him. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I, I I think that's probably as well. What about the lock? Yeah. So then you know later on when you verify with him, could it have been those kind of the push button kind of mm. door knob where you press and, and lock. Do you know the fine thing? Sometimes even physical lock. If you just jiggle it a bit or you just slam the door too hard it can go to lock position. Right. Or it gets jammed slightly. Mm. Why I say that is because you've been to my house. It, it's pretty windy in the day. And so I have this mm. new door lock set. And it's not the press button kind, you know, the push button kind. It's a physical, you, you turn, it is not the huge latch. It's just at the end of the no, uh, at the end of the handle, there's this small little knob that you turn. So recently, in fact, just this morning, the wind blew and slammed it shut. It was stuck for a while. You just need to jiggle it a bit before it, it unlocks. So I'm not sure what kind of lock set uh, that was. But assuming that he accidentally locked it and closed, I mean, that would be a simple explanation. Okay. Well, I don't I don't, I don't, don't really think you can compare his uh, experience to yours. La. I mean, because I know you live in Bedok Reservoir, if your door locks by itself, it's definitely the hantu. <laughs> so anyway, the funny thing is this. If it was really just a simply lock the door and close it would have been a common occurrence uh, mm. to, to you know to the reception and to the technician but here's the point the guy the technician that came up took some time to open it because if he was one of those he probably yeah. had a spare key and just bloop the thing would unlock Yeah, yeah. but he took some time to, to you know kind of settle the door right and what really kind of freaked me out although in his story was like very plain vanilla relaxed kind of thing was while he was talking to them and saying that they want to shift room right yep the door suddenly unlocked by itself oh maybe another gust of wind unlocked it from the inside (laughs) (laughs) so that that part kind of um, to me that the highlight of this entire story was that part although it didn't seem like a highlight from him to Mm. me this was the highlight that while saying that hey you know you could have uh, changed room and stuff like that suddenly yeah the door could open by itself lah. what would have been scarier right is if the flash went off by itself <laughs> <laughs> that would have been scarier yeah, everything okay? gone by itself right yeah okay so then the last part he did say that he went to sleep you know it was quite late and he went to sleep so the thing is this you know after travelling and you shift hotel sometimes you're very tired so, so he falls asleep and then he said he wakes up in the middle of the night but he didn't mention what time he woke up he said wee hours of the morning okay because I know myself sometimes I just fall asleep when travelling right and then I wake up thinking it's like 3-4am but she's just 10 11 o'clock and I don't check my watch because I'm on holiday so mm. I just use the toilet and go back to sleep so I'm just thinking that could it have been earlier than what he think it was because I wonder if he actually checked the time or possibly later Maybe rather than say three or four, maybe it was actually 6 a.m. already, right? And maybe people are checking out. That's a possibility. But either way, I just feel that, you know, I'm a dad. And my kids sometimes, because we travel, right? Mm. They nap a lot in the afternoon sometimes because of maybe how we make them nap and stuff like that. Or we try and do stuff and make them nap. So at night, they're like energizer bunnies. So they're Mm. running around like gila, the corridor. So so to me, that's a common occurrence. I guess maybe... 
people without kids they don't know how gila kids can sound and they always oh. think that like ghosts but honestly like you and I are dads yeah our kids do sound like hantu to us sometimes <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about they are hantus little demons I tell you <laughs> yeah so so I, I think you know it, it might be just his imagination on him scaring himself but okay. I really do think there's a possibility that the kids are just playing and running around mad I feel it would have helped if Eugene, you remembered what the hotel was called. Then we could have done a little bit of research, you know, background of the building. Is it known to have haunted occurrences? You know, was there a fire? Was there some sort of yeah. tragedy that might explain some sort of residual haunting in the building? But unfortunately, this was too long ago. And, you know, we, we don't have the details to, to, to verify. It was just like in Mitch's story, remember? The what? Washington Hotel in Shinjuku yep. Yep. and then we found out that someone was killed there and then the body was in a luggage but here, this is what these are the things that popped out to me with uh, Eugene's story lah, okay now much like you brought up with the itchy with the itchy bits of the rash and all that the receptionist already had the medicine on hand right so likewise it tells me they've had similar complaints before now remember we were also talking about Mitch's story a while back right where we always say you need to look at the reaction of the receptionist when you go down and you complain to them, right? How they react will kind of give you an idea of whether they also think this is this place is haunted, whether they've also had similar reports or complaints to them, and what they do after you tell them. I feel like if the receptionist really thought it was haunted, they probably would have just switched them to another room immediately rather than just give them medicine for their itchy backs. To just, okay, 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 no need to say if there's something wrong with the room best thing is just to move you I'm not even going to bother giving you this la, giving you that la, negotiating with you I just move you to another room but all the receptionist did was give them a bottle of medicine or something like that and a story yeah as for the uh, the lock bit right the part that stood out to me was the maintenance guy said wow nothing like this has ever happened before and if you think about it wouldn't the maintenance people know Right, it's the it's the staff of the hotel who are always there. If it really was a historically haunted building with lots of people complaining about doors getting locked over, you know, creepy things happening in the hotel, I feel like of all the people, the maintenance people would actually know. So for sure, he wouldn't say, "Oh, nothing like this has ever happened before." But to your point, the door unlocking at the point where he wants to move them. I don't know if that's coincidence. Do you think that's too much of a coincidence where it just opens by itself? I, I don't know because the technician guy, I mean, he's the technician guy for a reason, right? He should be able to fix such things. And if he couldn't fix it, and just because he couldn't fix the toilet door, he wanted to ch- ask them to change room. Means yep. it's a serious major fault in the door or yep. something like that. Well, something he couldn't explain, la, I suppose. And then because the hantu wanted to keep them in the room. <laughs> Oh, no, no, okay, okay, no. come back, come back, come back. We, I opened the door for you, okay? Now, when it comes to the running outside the room, right, through many podcasts, you and I have both discussed how acoustics can play a, a big part, right? Sound can travel. What you think, even though Eugene is very sure what he heard was happening right outside his door, you and I have done enough experiments where we know that sound can travel. You know, you can think it's right outside your door, but you're actually hearing it above or you're hearing it below you. Okay, 
if in fact it happened in the wee hours of the morning yes that's a little odd to actually have children running around the hotel at that time regardless of what floor they're on I think the biggest shame of course was he did not ask his relatives who were staying on the same floor if they had also heard the noise or even the hotel staff as well I understand that you don't want to broach the topic especially if you don't know who or what is around you or listening (laughs) yeah but hey you would have asked right I'm sure as a paranormal investigator you would have double checked with your friends or your relatives yeah if they had actually heard something that night because you one person hearing it right is one thing but sometimes we need to verify by finding out if other people had heard it as well. So I, I feel that was a missed opportunity right there to find out whether other people also heard these same things that he heard mm. that early in the morning. And you know what? At the end of the day, sometimes if you ask, you might actually be given the real answer and then you don't have to be scared anymore. For all you know, there was a totally rational explanation. Somebody checked in really late at night with a bunch of kids. There really were, was a family tromping outside his door and then it wouldn't have been so scary after all, right? Yep, that's true. Radio Paranormal Singapore. In the last episode of RPS, we covered a story related to the Chinese Seventh Month or Hungry Ghost Month. Now here's another. Hi, I'm Vivian and I have a story to share with you guys. So it was during seven months back in my poly days when I was walking home at night after I'm done with my part-time job, maybe about 9 to 10 plus p.m. I was walking home using the same route I've been taking every single day to school and back home. There's a dark pathway right in front of my HDB that I'll walk to get home. That night at the very same pathway under the tree as I was walking towards it while listening to my music, which I always keep at a low volume so if anyone speaks to me or say anything I'll be able to hear I saw a dark human shadow or figure lying down on the grass leaning on a tree I of course did not think much of it because I thought it might have been a construction worker just leaning and resting there after a whole day of work it was pretty dark so um, I don't find it weird that there's a dark shadow over there I continued to walk towards it listening to my music and pass it without paying much attention to it at all after I've walked about like past the dark figure about five to six steps away I felt something tap my right shoulder from the back and I heard way so it is a woman voice in Chinese trying to get my attention while listening to my music I continued walking towards my house feeling puzzled thinking what had just happened was it a tree branch that fell from the tree was it a voice that I heard beside my ear even though the music was playing I would say I'm a pretty rational and scientific person so as I was thinking of the possibilities right I already arrived back at my own void deck that is safely um, brightly lit and all that yeah So since young, I've always been watching and reading ghost stories, not because I'm superstitious, but because I find it interesting and kind of like a fantasy, like how vampires and mystical creatures are to me. So no doubt, I was a little creeped out thinking of the possibilities that might have happened if I had turned around after the tap and the calling, because in ghost movies and shows, they always say to never turn back if you hear an entity calling you, right? So I went home as usual, keeping it to myself as I do not want to worry my mom. She's going to tell me stuff like, see, I told you not to go out so late or come home so late during seven months, but you didn't listen and look what happened. So I stayed on the 15th floor and that night as I was just 
into bed ready to sleep facing away from my windows my windows um, are still sliding kind with panels and grills so the windows were slide open for better ventilation my wind my curtains were not drawn to i suddenly heard flapping sounds outside the window like flap 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 something was frantically flapping outside my window i was so afraid i hugged my teddy wheel tight and tell myself to never turn and look and see what's out there so many years of living in the house from primary school to poly i've never encountered such stuff at my window till i saw the dark shadow earlier on just great i thought to myself so next day as I was getting ready for school wearing my shoes um, right beside you know nearby at the door area my house doorbell has been spot for a long time and usually people will knock or click on the opening handle you know to make some noise before we know that there's someone out there so um, as I was wearing my shoes I heard the door not clicking I live on level 15 and there are only four units per level. So thinking it's a salesman, I went to the door and peeped through the hole to look. No one was there. After that, I decided it's time to tell my mom everything that has happened because I was afraid that, you know, weird things are going to continue to happen. But um, yeah, weirdly, after the door knock incident, everything went back to normal and nothing has happened ever since. Radio Paranormal Singapore. All right, another pretty interesting story, ET, regarding seventh month. Okay, this time Vivian is taking a walk home after her night job. Uh, and in case you're wondering exactly where this is, she sent us a map, right? This is Haokang Avenue 8. She was walking from block 655 across to block 653. This happened at night. She was on a dark path and under a tree she sees a shadow lying down but this is where it starts getting creepy even though she wasn't scared of that shadow she assumed it was someone who was just resting down there she feels a tap on her shoulder la bro <laughs> and then she hears a female voice and granted she says she was listening to music at the time through her headphones but the music was soft she gets back to her place while she's lying in bed that night she hears flapping outside the window okay and just when you think she goes to sleep, she wakes up the next morning and everything is okay. No lah, in the morning, she hears her doorknob rattling or clicking. I mean, if I were to channel my inner ET, I would say, oh, you know, maybe construction somewhere lah. Vibrations through the concrete, through the walls, causing your door to rattle and hence the doorknob starts clicking away as well. I like that phrase, inner ET. Everyone wants to be an ET, is it? <laughs> okay so those were just my direct observations a little bit of a recap and some possible suggestions what do you think this is the thing the first thing obviously is that it's the seventh month the hungry ghost festival where people will be you know having their offerings they're burning candles joss paper around and food and stuff like that sometimes that entire ambiance yes i'm calling it ambiance in the evening it sometimes just might play on your mind and build on to the imagination and honestly it doesn't help that our parents always give us that warning hey don't go out too late ah, hungry ghost festival ah. so all these things subconsciously sometimes play on our mind especially mm. after a long day I think she came she was coming home from either school or, or work sometimes you know you're just tired mm. and you just you just can't wait to get home and sometimes you know your mind is just in disarray and then you're just very very maybe mentally tired and because of that tiredness plus the various ambience, right, it might actually make you think 
and conjure things in your head uh, which might not actually be there okay okay so then I want to focus on that thing on, on that voice okay um, you know she heard that voice although what I think is she said her headphone volumes were actually lowered but even though how low it was right I think her hearing would still be somewhat impaired but when you talk about hearing impaired ET I immediately imagine okay when your hearing is impaired you can't hear certain things but in this case she was hearing certain things no exactly so what I'm trying to say is that without headphones then maybe you can hear someone's voice very clearly but over here right maybe she might mishear things because you know sometimes when you just your mind wanders off and then you're, li- you're not paying attention to what you're listening in your ear you might actually conjure up something else in your mind and even still right maybe that tap on the shoulder maybe it was really a human what? She was walking from a bus stop, right? Maybe she dropped something. And then the fellow wanted, eh, hey, hey, miss, miss, then tap her. Then she like, okay, I better not turn around. I'm pretty sure if it was a real person, right? That person will carry on running after her. Wouldn't just have tapped her and then just, okay, I guess she don't want her barang. Maybe the person was waiting at the bus stop, okay? Waiting for his bus. And then don't want to go too far because this fellow don't listen. Okay, la, listen to music, then go back, la. Because I know if my mom was still alive, that's what my mom would have done. I feel that would have been a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> like he would have found one way or another, or she would have found one way or another, because after all, she did say it was a female voice, right? Yeah. This person, if it really was a person, would have found a way to get her attention, whether it was running in front of her to get into her eyeline or something, right? But even then though, I mean, if we were to assume, right, that it wasn't actually a person who, who tapped her on the shoulder, what other possibilities could lead to you feeling a tapping sensation on your shoulder. Like what she said, a twig dropping on her or maybe something. Yeah, no. or a leaf or something like that. Leaf a bit. Or, or, or maybe a muscle spasm. Maybe she worked very late, you know, very hard. I don't know what she does for, for a living, for her night job, but now her, her, her shoulders are spasming. It feels like a tap. If a leaf were to feel like a tap, it must have been a freaking mess, massive leaf, man. <laughs> okay, then I go with the other one, the, uh, the, the, twig, the muscle the spasm. Or a cat that jumped on her. Cat cannot lah. Or, or no it's something even scarier bro Kachuat landed on her wow it's a big ass Kachuat <laughs> <laughs> anyway why I want to focus on this tap thing right and mm. why she didn't turn around um, for all of you guys listening in uh, in case you wonder some of you guys hear say and stuff like that but the theory of not turning back when you hear someone call you right it's a Chinese belief that we have three lights that actually protect us one on our forehead and two on each shoulder I think I liken it to be like somewhat like, you know, our chakra where our main energy is. So the Chinese believe that if you turn your head, one of these candles will be blown out and that lowers your protection and that's how uh, an entity might get attached to you. So that, that was why she didn't turn around. So which is why, I mean, I don't know, like, yeah, I know it's a bit far-fetched, but I honestly sat down and really th- thought about it and I really think it's very possible for someone to actually tap her then she walked a bit further Then the fella fed up Oh my bus is here Then the fella just walked back la. Let's go with the hantu <laughs> aspect la, Okay The hantu later la. If she's tired after a long day Right It's also been said That when you are tired And your body And your spirit Are low You tend to become More susceptible To you know Spiritual experiences Particularly Since this was the uh, Seventh month after all The hungry ghost month Yeah but even more so You, you think about it Because of 
the offerings and like I said the ambiance lah which once again we we have mm. to to bring up the fact because when she sent us this map right mm. the area she drew out you know where this grass patch was you know where she had that experience a grass patch in the middle of a bunch of blocks and you imagine if this was 7th month and people were going to do their offerings this basically would be the place where they would be doing it at definitely that's where the the buffet parties are for the for the other world okay and then the next thing is the the flapping of wings um mm. yes although she stays on the was it the 15th floor okay i yep. used to stay at my mom-in-law's place in bukit batok on the 15th floor as well and you'd be surprised i mean okay that's why they're birds lah they do go up to the 15th floor Right, they go up there, kapo makan, all this kind of thing. So I wouldn't be surprised that flapping of wings. Okay, so she didn't really define what kind of flapping, because mm. I can imagine if let's say it's the top floor, almost the top floor, there will be outside your window, right? There'll be a, like a shelter kind of thing, like an awning. You mean? Yeah, something like an awning, but it's concrete, right? So mm. because maybe above is like a walkway or something like that. So if you hear yeah. a, a a bird fly, you actually do hear that flapping of wings because it's probably so quiet as well. So right. unless she said that you know it was a massive flapping of wings, like an like a huge human angel or what, and then you feel the, mm. the wind, then maybe it might be something else. But other than that, I think there's a very high chance it's probably a bird, maybe seeking shelter. As you know, animals can detect where weather is going to change. So maybe a storm is coming or is trying to seek shelter or something. I'm not sure. Could it be a bat? Huh? How? Do we get bats? We get bats, right? Yeah, but bat, you will hear that, that high frequency sound. Hmm. But bats, you don't usually hear that flapping sound because their wings are actually quite, quite tiny. Hey, here's one more thing though. Do you think maybe it could be a plastic bag flapping in the wind? Bro, 15 stories up there. No, maybe someone <laughs> on the 16th floor dropped a plastic bag outside the window. Walao eh. Right. Maybe lah, possibly lah, but I wouldn't. Don't think you will hear that flapping sound. You is, you know, flapping is different from the plastic kind of sound. I think, I think. Which brings me to my next point, right? Power of suggestion. Remember, by the time she hears this flapping, right, she already encountered all that other stuff. Tap on the shoulder, female voice. She's a little freaked out already. You know, she might start perceiving sounds differently than she usually would had she not had all those encounters prior to that yeah that, that, that definitely which is why I probably think mm. it's just a bird so then you mm. start thinking of gargoyles and stuff like that right okay so that's that night next day mm. bright okay sun is out doorknob rattling the sound from the turning of the doorknob right is something I can't put my finger on but then again living on high floor before right the winds up on the 15th floor can be really strong. So I'm just wondering if it's possible that the winds blew so hard the door was moving a bit causing the doorknob to have that rattling sound because it is definitely a possibility. Which is weird, right? Because had she said the door was rattling, then that's one thing. I would automatically also assume it is the wind. Mm. Or, you know, maybe renovation works or something some vibration comes across but she didn't mention anything about the door itself she just said the doorknob which to me is a little weird you know what I mean because yep. the only time a doorknob would rattle is if someone actually had their hand on the doorknob exactly so that, that's why I said this is something I can't really put my finger on and mm. I don't know if the winds really blow so hard to, to cause that 
that effect. I'm not sure. But you see, it is yeah. possible because sometimes the door doesn't rattle because it, it's so solid, right? But because the wind is blowing and if let's say the door not is either not fitted properly or, or is of age, right? You might hear the rattling noise from, you know, the knob instead. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's very hard to paint this entire story that Vivian shared with just one brushstroke, right? I mean, as, oh, it's either no hantu experience or it's all hantu experience which strike me as more likely to be supernatural in nature like for instance right i am a full-on believer that the whole coming home that night that walk down the dark path and then feeling tap on the shoulder hearing a voice i think there was something there okay but following that like the flapping that night and the rattling and the clicking of the doorknob, I'm more likely to assume there was some other logical explanation or rationale based on environmental factors. What do you think? Yeah, so that's the thing. Another thing that, that we couldn't verify was the person actually lying at the tree. Because hmm. it really can be anyone. But then again, yeah. Hungry Ghost Festival... I don't think anyone will be hanging out around the offerings and lying in the tree. Lah. So I don't know if it's just an imagination or not. I'm not sure. That's it, right? I have to put the warning out there, okay? Ladies, gentlemen, late at night, right? If you see a shadow lying under a tree... Go poke it first. Don't do that! Don't! Please don't go and check and see if, you know, that's a real person or not. <laughs> you call E.T. E.T. will go and check for you. Radio Paranormal and in our final story for this episode, my wife, of all people, found herself in a taxi recently with a driver who is all too keen on sharing one particular experience with another passenger. When she got home, here's what she told me. So the taxi driver told me that he picked up a girl about 20 plus years old. She was going from Parkway to Jewel, 20 plus year old lady, with a girl, like maybe three plus, hanging onto her on the right side. They got in the car, but they didn't speak. And he, the girl sat directly behind him, so he couldn't really see her. So what happened was, he found it odd because throughout the whole journey, there was silence. Because usually if you come in with a kid, either the kid will be chattering or you'll be talking to each other. So there was silence, so he thought it was weird, but he couldn't see anything. But he already felt very uncomfortable. He tried to look, but he couldn't see the kid, basically. He described the lady as looking like kind of greenish, like not not well. And she was hunched over, like, and, you know, just kept looking down and, and was just very solemn and, and just acted very strange. She was just like, he thought that she was kind of depressed, I guess. Just hunched over and looking down constantly throughout the journey and had this very heavy feeling about her. Yeah, she just looked very sickly. And then as soon as he could stop the car, like when they reached Jewel and turned around to get the money, right? He looked around and there was no kid. So he didn't dare to ask. So he just said, oh, are you here for fun or whatever? And then she, she gave some KG answer and then she said, she, he found out he, she's from China. I don't know what's the connection, but I'm just telling you what he told me. So I said, so there was no kid. You couldn't find it. You couldn't see the kid. Yeah, he's like, no. I saw the kid come in, but I didn't see the kid along the way or out of the car. So I said, what's the possibility? What, what, what do you think it could be? So he said, well, you know, maybe it could be that the if the lady aborted the kid, the kid might want to 
cling on to the mother because he, the baby was basically meant to come into this life, right? But the mother didn't want the kid, so um, it, it's the baby's attempt. I don't know to to cling on to the mother and to be with the mother in this life. This is Radio Paranormal Singapore. Not bad, huh? Now my wife is like our investigative That's reporter as well. That's the first thing well. I She's ask you, right? How come it's from her? <laughs> like, she's like... I know. ...terrified of what you do and stuff like that. Why? It must be true love or just, you know, bad influence because now she's also on the lookout for creepy tales, much less interviewing taxi uncles. It's probably the bad influence. But nonetheless Thank you very much dear For for pulling in the story I'm sure E.T. is going to have A lot of fun with it Okay but before I hand things Over to him uh, To do his complete CSI Let's just do a little bit Of a recap Okay Uh, This encounter Took place in a taxi cab A taxi ride Which uh, was in the daytime Yeah from Parkway to Jewel In the east side of Singapore Now basically The taxi uncle Sees a woman come Into the cab With a child But leaves Without the child Okay, throughout the entire ride, it was silence. There was no talking, which he found was a bit weird because if you're a mom and you're in a taxi with a child, you'd probably be communicating with it, right? You'd be talking to each other. Next part, he noticed, I'm sure E.T. will have a lot to say, he noticed her looking green, looking unwell. And even the taxi uncle had a very heavy feeling about this, this lady. She looked ill, she looked sad, just a general heavy, sad vibe, okay? He lets them off. When he tells the story to Sabrina, he brings up the theory of abortion, right? The theory where, you know, sometimes if you give it up, sometimes the spirit of that child just is not ready to leave you and so hangs on, right? My only theory just going with that, and once again, I'm generalizing, a foreign woman comes to Singapore for whatever reason, whatever purpose, you know, whatever job, she finds herself in a vulnerable position, she gets pregnant, she feels the pressure to abort the child, and, you know, that whole trauma, the sadness that comes from giving up your child, right? It saps your energy, that sadness. And we've heard a lot about how your energy levels can make you more susceptible to supernatural experiences. That's just my theory of what could possibly have happened here. What do you think? You know, when I first heard it, right, the first thing that went through my mind was, oh my gosh, this was very similar to our premiere episode. Do you remember that? Where Ramesh's wife was possessed mm. and she turned greenish. Yeah. And apparently, Ramesh's wife was haunted by a pregnant spirit. So in this case, it might actually have been an aborted child. So the first thing that struck me was that goes to show, right, the bond between the mother and the child, it transcends all realms and, you know, all time and space. Mm. As for the greenish look, right, it seems to be very consistent with Ramesh's encounter. La. So mm. I was wondering whether it means... Could it really have been associated with a type of possession that relates to an unborn child? You know, does it mean that any time where, you know, a possession takes place and it's somehow related to an unborn child, the person will have this greenish look? Because it seems consistent with these two stories. Well, I don't necessarily think it's exclusive to, you know, unborn child or fetuses. I mean, even in the last episode, we were talking about Shirley, right? And her son was experiencing all these weird things. He also had the whole dark rings under his eyes, you know, looking a bit pale. Yeah, but you know what? Somebody who looks pale under a different light can also kind of look greenish as well, right? It comes can, can. Sometimes. Ramesh was saying it's almost like incredible heart color. This person did not say. 
It was incredible how Ramesh did This taxi uncle didn't Just said she looked a little greenish And sometimes when you are very pale as well You may also kind of look greenish We don't know exactly Where on the spectrum of green This lady kind of came in on, right? But while you were talking about The whole aborted child And you brought up Ramesh, right? Maybe this female passenger Maybe she was being haunted by a pregnant woman But then why Why would a, why would a child Be clinging on to her Clinging on that uncle's head Okay Maybe a mother and child Died Right This spirit has possessed her Right So you can't see the woman But you can see the child Hanging on to her Okay that, That's a possibility But you know There have been many stories On how The unborn child Hangs around their parents Okay um, In fact I've heard many stories That they actually do Play around with the parents' actual human offsprings and parents that have spoken to, right? They also hear the spirits of their unborn child quite often. That is freaky. Is this? Do you think this could be an old wives' tale where they they use this thing so that people will behave themselves and not get pregnant and have to go through abortions? Bro, th- these are these are my friends who oh. either have lost child or you know, uh, for either pregnancy complication or you know and stuff like that. These are my actual and they real hear. friends. Yeah, they, they hear. And they hear. They actually see things. Now, I'm telling you that the back of my hair is standing now. Um, they actually hear. They actually see things move. And their human, I mean, as in their real offsprings, are actually playing with someone or something which is not there. Imaginary friend. Yeah, exactly. Maybe not so imaginary, huh? But the most important thing is, right, that they tell me, right, this. Wah, wah, tell you, Ray, wah. The hair at the back of my neck really stand, man. That they always tell me they do no harm. The spirits of the unborn child will never do harm to the offspring or the parents, mm. but they always be hanging around. That's kind of sad. Wouldn't they want to move on? Maybe they don't know how to, because they're that young, right? Ah, oh, that's that's awful. So the, that is terrible. That reminded me of this um, festival that. I actually attended last time in my like I said when I was with SPI right um, it was a Tibetan Buddhism kind of festival I can't mm. remember the name of it um, but if you google a month of the hungry ghost um, by Mythopolis uh, uh, pictures right they actually did a documentary on that and one of it was featuring this festival what what the Tibetan Buddhist monk did was they actually offered prayers and gave offerings to dead children you know, because maybe they needed to be guided to, you know, the other world and stuff like that. Um, now, why why was it interesting was because during that, that investigation, okay, during that festival, we went there to investigate. It was really quite amazing because they actually, you know, the usual offerings are like vegetarian bihun la, curry chicken, kopi, all this kind of thing, right? This one was like yakut, sweets, you know, kids kind of snacks yep. and stuff like that. Mm. Now, why, why I brought this up was not just about uh, telling our, our, our listeners, right, that they're actually such prayers to, to actually guide these kids to, to the other world. But during that so-called investigation, when they're doing their prayers, right, and I swear, no one could have done anything. No one could put any powder or anything near the offerings because I was there observing the entire thing, right? Mm. This bottle of milk, right, suddenly just foamed up and it just foamed up and just came out of the bottle are you sure it was milk whatever it was I don't know whatever liquid I think it was yakult or something like that but you can't you, I mean I've seen things spoil they, they spoil gradually they, you, you yeah. can't just have this like it was like a volcano kind of thing and this flowing out kind of lava but foam was coming out so 
I really don't know if if you know that it really is all these entities that that actually consume all these offerings, but there was something that I couldn't explain. Explain this. Explain this taxi story. Yeah. So so back back to the taxi story, right? Like what I said about how some of my friends actually told me these stories. Maybe it is really her unborn child. It may not have been an abortion. Maybe it was some pregnancy difficulty or something like that. You know, maybe it was stress. Miscarriage. Possibly. And probably that explains her so-called, her body language, where the uncle yeah. said she was looking down. I mean, that's a typical person of going through depression. Lah. So mm. I wouldn't be surprised if she really was sad over the loss of a kid. Do you think it, it just happened? As in, look, there are hospitals, right? In the East, right? And she looked sickly. Do you think maybe she had just completed the uh, the operation? Without a doubt, I, I think someone looking like that and having a child attached to her, right? I think it's a very high chance. Radio Paranormal. And that just about wraps up this episode of RPS. If you've enjoyed the show so far, please consider giving us a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you're listening from. Tell your friends about RPS, follow us on social media, and reach us over email or even WhatsApp or Telegram. Details on Facebook at Radio Paranormal Singapore. And most importantly, reach out to us with your own supernatural stories. My name is Timo. And this is E.T. Till our next episode, keep streaming and keep screaming. You're listening to Radio Paranormal Singapore. And they're listening to... 